Episode 94, Personal Brand Development and Marketing. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today, you're Ben Baker's perspective. During 2017 and 2018, Podcast Awards nominated host as we get a behind the curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Welcome back. This week and next week, bringing some new stuff for you. You might have already noticed. Changed up the front description. I also changed the outro. So just changing things up, getting close to 100 episodes. Next week, actually, the musical outro is changed. It's giving you a little preview of what's to come starting episode 100. Enough about that. Y'all, today we have Ben Baker, personal brand development. We're going to talk about who do you serve? Who do you not serve? How do you communicate that with some personality so you're not just boring? And if people don't really like your personality when they come to the clinic, you might notice they don't stay very long anyway. So how is there a way to do some of your marketing so it's professional, but a little bit of your personality comes in so you're attracting the people that you actually want to work with, right? One of the things we're going to cover is asking the right questions to some of maybe your top 10 clients so you can kind of go behind the curtain of your patients to find out what is it that they like about you, your skills, your staff, your office, and find out who should actually ask these questions because that makes a difference. We'll go over a little bit of a one-liner, the catchphrase, mission statements. Is that even necessary today? A couple of his favorite media people as far as books go. And his new book just came out, Powerful Personal Brands. You can never get a free chapter on his site, yourbrandmarketing.com. Let's not wait any further. He's got a lot of good information. He's got a good voice, too. All the show notes can be found at adoptersperspective.net slash 94. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China in Vancouver, today's guest, you know, it's something that we struggle with sometimes as doctors. How do you talk about yourself and reference yourself and present your A-game, not only on your website, but on in your person, on when you're networking with people at the Sunday barbecue and at business groups. So welcome to the show, the author of Your Brand Marketing, the owner, the legend of personal brands, Ben Baker. Well, I don't know about legend, legend in my own my mind. So, you know, don't, don't ask my <laughs> wife. She's, she'll certainly take me off that pedestal real quick. Oh, I'll tell you, man. But then they're always in your corner, Absolutely. too. So that's amazing. Always in my corner. Always in my corner. Thanks for having me on the show, Justin. I'd love, love having you on the show. You know, it, there's a lot of time zones between you and I. I, I figure what, you know, there's, there's probably even a day, a day between us right now. Yeah, it's day and night. It's really early for us. The sun's not quite up. And for you, I think it's middle, middle of the afternoon. Yeah. So, yeah. so thanks for having me on the show. It's just, you know, it's, how how can I best help your audience? I, I want to make sure that I'm adding value. That's that's the best thing for me to be able to give you. Well, I'll tell you what. I was looking around on your, on LinkedIn and social media, and then one of your posts caught my eye, and I was like, oh, that's a great – this guy really named his book well, and it's talking about like personal branding, and there's all types of different people out there and companies and things, and it just sort of like resonated with me for a little bit, and I was like, you know, my, our show, the, the podcast is all about doctors who – yeah. need to find their voice. They need to portray that I am amazing at what I do, but the patients don't realize it. And my website, my marketing, and like I said on the on the pre, and how I present myself to other professionals and to the patients. That that's really important. And yeah. I've got a story. Some people have better stories, like that miracle story. I went to the chiropractor, my headaches of 15 years went away and others of us are just like, no, it just seemed like a really cool idea. Like no medicine, body can heal itself. I just gotta 
you know, adjust the spine. That's really interesting. So anyway, so those those types of things are important to us. And of course, when you have marriage and it doesn't work out, okay, well, that doesn't really fit well into your personal life story probably as well. So how do you maybe combine everything together so that you're uh, genuine, authentic, and, and presenting your best self to your patients so that you can get more clients, people commit to the care that you're recommending, whether that's five visits or whether that's three weeks of care yeah. as a physical therapist or something. Um, that's really like the avatar that we have. And based on that, what would you initially want to talk about? Well, no problem. Since, yeah, you're right. The book, the book is coming out in September. It's called Powerful Personal Brands, A Hands-On Guide to Understanding Yours. And the impetus behind that was, you're right, there are very few people today, you know, especially young people, that can understand, codify, and communicate their personal brand. There's very few people out there that can sit there and say, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. These are the people that I serve. These are the people I don't serve. And the people that I serve, this is why they care about me. And the big thing is, why do people care about you? The myth about a brand is the brand is not the avatar. It's not the logo. It's not, you know, it's not the picture behind me. It's what people think about you when you're not in the room. What's the story that they tell about you to their friends, to their enemies, to the people on the street, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on, Fa on Facebook, on any social media? That's what your brand is. Your brand is how you are perceived. And you can do a lot to influence that. But it really comes down to, are you authentic? Are you consistent? You know, people sit there and say, I want to live a more authentic life. There's, there's no such thing as more authentic or less authentic. You either are or you're not. You know, I, I, you know, the joke is either you're pregnant or you're not. You're authentic or you're not. And, you know, if you're, if you are living an authentic life, if you can say, this is who I am. This is what I truly believe in. These are the things that make me special, unique, different. This is, these are the things I stand for and these are the things I stand against. And you learn how to communicate that. The people that you can serve, the people that find you valuable will gravitate to you. And not only will they gravitate to you, they'll start telling your story. Because I tell people, no one has 100% penetration. Nobody has, you know, everybody in the world are customers. You don't look at men and women, fine, they're all, that's my customer. Anybody with a Visa card is not my customer. Anybody right. with a Visa card that sees value in what I do, that I can solve a problem that they have. And that's most things that most businesses don't look at. What is the problem that you're solving for other people? If you can figure out what are the problems that you're solving for people and make their lives easier, and it doesn't matter how you do it, whether it's chiropractic, whether it's Chinese medicine, whether it's you know marketing, whether it you know, doesn't matter whether a lawyer, it doesn't matter who you are. If you can fix the problem that they already have, they're yours. They love you. You know, they'll spend the money with you because they know you can fix the problem and you've built a level of trust. You know, I tell people, stop being a commodity, start being a brand worth loving. And what it means is find who your audience is. Understanding these are the people that I can fix. These are the people that I can serve. These are the problems people who have problems that I know that I have the solution for and talk to them. Everybody else, it doesn't matter. There's millions and billions of people in the world that I can't serve. 
I don't care about them. I care about them. I mean, they're people and you care about them as human beings, right. but they're not my customers. My customers are the people that I can help and the people that see that know that they have a problem that I can fix. And if, if businesses start thinking that way, they're better off. For us, a doctor, okay, let's, let's think of chiropractic physical yeah. therapy because we're very similar. We could target headaches, low back pain from sciatica and bulges and I don't know, maybe their arms are numb all the time and their hands get tingly at night and stuff like that. So those are all like little niches that you can, mm-hmm. you can go down to. So are we talking about just finding either people we like to treat, like conditions, or are we talking more like I'm a outdoorsy, I like to go hiking and sip on a 20-year-old malt liquor? Are you looking at like this is my style yeah. of person? I'm, I'm, I'm fun. I'm joking around a lot or I'm very serious. Everything is very you know yeah. type A personality. Are you trying to say, okay, if that's who you are, and you like those types of people, that's how that you would advertise and present yourself. And so maybe those, whether it's headache people versus type A people, you know, I think that would be two different kinds of marketing. There's two different ways you can look at this. I have a buddy of mine who's a chiropractor and he's a really good chiropractor. Okay. He's got a vicious sense of humor and doesn't like being around people that don't. And he's built his practice based on the fact that he likes to actually sit there and kibitz and have fun and joke around with his in his audience, with his patients. And if you don't have that type of personality, if you don't have the type of person that actually wants to have, you know, more of a barbed relationship with your chiropractor, you're probably not going to go back to him. Okay. You know, but if you are, then he's the kind of guy that says, yeah, I can relate to him because, you know, he happens to be an outdoors guy. He happens to be into a whole bunch of different type of music. He happens to be in a bunch of different things, but he also fixes your back. Right. He also takes care of your problems. So, yeah, you're coming to him initially because you have a pain and you want that pain fixed, mm-hmm. but you keep coming back to him because there is a relationship and because you like his style of medicine and you trust him. You know, there are people out there that sit there and say, okay, I'm good. There's the practitioners. The practitioners build a brand based on the fact that I specialize in vertigo. I specialize in, you know, foot pain. I specialize in lower back pain. I specialize in whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's the practitioners. And those are the people that sit there and say, you know what? This is the type of problem that I fix. You know, and I'm really good at it and I specialize it and I read about this every day and I'm up on the new practices and I, you know, and I built my practice around this type of medicine. You know, I had a physiotherapist that only dealt with vertigo. Hmm. That's all she ever dealt with. You know, she was known as the vertigo girl. Right. And that's what you do. And, you know, you go to her because you have vertigo problems, you know, and I didn't come to her because I liked her personality as such. She's a nice, you know, nice lady. I like her a lot, but I came to her because I knew that she would be able to fix my vertigo when nobody else in the city specialized in vertigo in terms of physiotherapy. Hmm. So it's a matter of sitting there going, if you understand who you are and what your specialty is and how you like to treat people, And as a doctor, what your style of medicine is, what your focus is, what you're passionate about, and you communicate that instead of just saying, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a physiotherapist, I'm a, you know, a shiatsist, whatever, and I can fix anything. Well, if you can fix anything, you're a generalist. As soon as you're a generalist, you're one of many. Well, if I don't like you, I can go to somebody else. 
But if I'm somebody that specializes in L4 and L5 pain, you know, dealing from sciatica, you know what? And you become known as that person that can fix people that have got sciatic, you know, issues. Well, then you build a practice based on that. So I'm thinking it sounds like you gotta, you can do both. You can build your clinic on both. One of them, you need to be a good clinician. But at the same time, if you have a personality that people kind of gravitate towards, or you prefer treating those types of people, either A, people are going to figure that out pretty quick and you're going to turn people away. Basically, I don't like this guy. He's good, but I don't really want to. And then other people will be like, I really like it. I'll come. And you may have better compliance with certain people because of your personality. Now, and I'm not sure how much of this that you do, but when you're crafting your story, when you're crafting this part, is there, do you use videos to sort of illustrate your personality? while talking about your, the conditions you treat, or does it just have to become more organic in that way? It really depends on the practice. You know, it depends on the practice and what the type of, you know, what you're looking to do. There's, as I tell people, there's no one good way to market. There's one good way to market you to your clients. And it's understanding what are the ways that you market. You know, I'm a big believer of everybody has a website. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some social media presence Video in today is a really good idea because people are very visual, but it's a matter of developing something that makes sense to you and makes sense to your practice. And I would never, I would take 10, you know, 10 of your audience members and I'd probably market them very differently. Mm. You know, even if they're in the same similar boat, if they're, you know, they're all doctors, they all specialize in, you know, in, in holistic medicine, this and that, the other thing. They're going to have different audiences. They're going to have different personalities. They're going to have different ways of communicating. And, you know, some might have a very urban practice. Some might have a very rural practice. Mm. Uh, you know, some people are looking to sit there and say, okay, not only do I want people to come to me for doctors, but I also want to do some video, you know, I want to do video medicine, mm. you know, which may be possible depending on what type of medicine you create. You know, and it's a matter of looking at it and sitting there going, okay, how do you want to be seen? How do you want people to visualize you? How do you want people to engage with you and build that, build your marketing around that? I had a friend, he said, one of the doctors, he was, was his mentors. He ended up having a, a hunting show or a fishing show on one of those uh, free channels, I guess. Yeah. And that was the craziest thing. He's like, dude, I love fishing. I made a show about it. And he goes, you wouldn't imagine the amount of people who like to fish in this community who resonate yeah. with me because of this, and I'm so busy because of that. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to go and start a TV show, but the community likes to fish. He likes to fish, yeah. and he created a practice based on just that one little sliver of his personality. It's called building a tribe. Mm. You know, it's called building a tribe. People, people like us do things like this. Yeah. So if you start sitting there going, okay, I've got a group of people. I've got 100 people, 500 people, 1,000 people, 20 people that really, really like me that really like the way I do business with them. They trust me. You know, there's that relationship building. Go out there and ask them, you know, what do you like about me? What do you find valuable about me? What, you know, how do you like to communicate with me? Um, what are the things that I do that are valuable to you? And if you go out and you ask that, those, those people that have, you've already got trust with, mm-hmm. you're going to get some insights that you probably didn't understand on your own. And when you do that, then you can start building out from there because those are the, those are your best clients. They may not be, you know, they may not be the most profitable clients, you know, but they're your best clients. They're there week after week after week. They're, they're the type of clients you want to duplicate. 
Okay. So you know, and when you take the clients that you want to duplicate, figure those people out, and then right, communicating like that, and 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 people like them will start gravitating to you. So that would be maybe the first step. If you have a clinic, you've mm-hmm. been there for a while, maybe find those people that have been coming in for a while and just say, hey, let's have some coffee. You might have like yep. you know, a round table of some sort and Absolutely. literally just ask that question and have somebody. And maybe you may not be to be there because it's pretty, I don't know for about you, sometimes it's pretty awkward when someone's pouring on praise or criticism. Yep. Like I like everything yep. but – uh, maybe have your staff members do this yeah. for you. You stay home. People hire me to do that. People hire me to go in and talk to their clients ah. to find out what they you know. And it's it having a third party come in and sit there and say, "Look, we're the marketing company for so and so. We've been you know we've been charged to come in and put you through a few questions and understand what do you what do you like about them? What do you dislike about them? What do they do well? What could they do better?" Wow, and when, and and when you have a third party doing that, you're not so worried about hurting my feelings. Yeah, especially if it stays anonymous. That's right. Because I, first of all, I'm anonymous. Second of all, I tell people, it says, look, I'm looking for the aggregate. You know, you can be as detailed as you want. Nobody's name is ever going to get mentioned to me to you know by me to the client. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start talking about stories in the aggregate. And when you start talking back to the client in the aggregate, it says, here's some stories that I found out. And here, you know, it says, well, what's the person's name? Well, I'm not going to tell you the person's name. Although if you only had you five know, or six people, you're going to know who these people were. You can, but, you can figure it out. Yeah. But what it allows you to do is to sit there and say, okay, let's get a, more of a general idea of what the people's thought processes are. Yeah. And it allows for that thing. So to have somebody that you can bring in, whether it's a research firm, whether it's your marketing firm, whether it's somebody who can actually go out there and 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 do either a roundtable or a series of coffee chats or you know on phone interviews or whatever with your top clients, it's amazing what you'll find out. Wow! And then at that point, you can hire somebody like yourself, or if you're that good personally, figure out how to craft it change your message but really if you if you like with your book you probably should be able to go through it and say okay this is how to take what's been said and repackage it versus doing nothing with it which is probably what a lot of people end up doing and they don't know what to do with all this good information well it's like any type of information people collect information all the time Mm. you know there's terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of information that are collected all over the world every single day and most of that information just sits there in hard drives yeah, and it's it's not the information that you gather, it's the information that you ask that drives the right questions. So it's 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 figuring out what are the questions that you want to ask, and then figuring out how to ask the questions and gathering the information that way. What's one? You know, so it's it's yeah. Go ahead. I would say just sort of kind of what you're talking about is you got clients you, you you've talked before to the doctors like in big groups. What's like one or two things that they struggle with most? When trying to figure this out, doctors, for the most part, and you know, and I've done a couple of conferences with doctors, is that doctors are pretty much like any other, I would say, profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about doctors and lawyers and accountants and stuff like that. They're very good at what they do. They're not very good at the business end of of their profession. Right. 
and that's you know whether it's the marketing whether it's the accounting whether it's the operations all those type of things you don't learn how to do that at, in doctor school you don't learn to do that when you get your llb you don't learn to do that in working for an accountancy you don't learn how to run a business mm -hmm. It's all. It's assumed that you understand that. It's assumed that you understand how to market it. Underst it, it it's, it's, like, it's not the school's responsibility is how they look at it. That's right. It's not, and, it's and, not and, really. And, and that's a disservice, truly, to any profession. Mm -hmm. It truly is a disservice to any profession to not have marketing and branding courses as part of your doctor's training. It really is because you're going out there, you're becoming a professional, you're opening up your own practice, and you have no idea how to communicate it. Yeah, you know, maybe you're lucky enough you bought a practice. You know, you 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 all of a sudden you're dealing with a couple thousand you know uh, people that were already coming in. But even if you did that, attrition. Can be yeah, brutal. They may come to you once. Mm -hmm. They may come to you twice. But if you don't know how to communicate with them, if you don't know how to build their trust, they're going to go find somebody else. It doesn't matter how much money you you spent to buy that practice. Yeah, they don't care. If you don't know how to communicate with these people and show them your particular value, there's somebody down the street that probably is better at it than you are. Mm -hmm. Well, we can see in our own on Facebook, you join these different groups, you hear these people kind of chiming in. You're like, man, this guy's been out the same amount of time as I have, and they've got three different programs. They're hooked up with all these, you know, corporations, and you're just like, what? What have I been doing? Like, what did I do wrong or whatever? You know, you always compare yourself, and you're like, this guy has yeah. really just built this name for himself. And maybe they just knew that from a long time ago. Like, they just, you know, some people have that in the side of them. Just, yeah. I build these things. I'm capable. I don't know. Just, a, it's a different um, skill set. I think. From some people, just I just go in, I adjust spines all day long or whatever, do yep. some rehab, and that's they're happy with it. And other people have these visions of, no, I want to system, systematize it. I want to be able to teach people how to do it. And then they go out and they market it and they sell themselves to the profession and, and have these seminars. And it's like, wow, it, that's a completely different story that you'd have to portray. And uh, it just amazes me. Like, it just seems like in every profession, anything, no matter what you do, there's people that are doing this and there's people that are doing that. And uh, absolutely, they prosper and both are happy. Yeah. And, and you know what? There's a lot of people out there that have become very successful by accident. There there's really are. There, there are people that have gotten lucky. They've been in the right place in the right time. They, you know, they, they put the right formula out there. You know, got people's attention, built a practice, and you know are very successful. Mm -hmm. You know, and they've gotten lucky. And there's a lot of people out there that work very hard every day, and you know, get nowhere. And it, I think the differentiation in terms of it is understanding how to build a brand. And if you can build a brand, and if you can sit there and say, "This is something that is beyond me," this is a company. Mm -hmm. This is a company, and I'm branding the company. You know, you, you're going to have your own personal brand, and your, your brand is built on trust. But when you can brand a company, all of a sudden, you have something that's sellable. So 20, 30 years down the road, you can sit there and say, I built this name. People recognize this name. There's value attached to this. People come because they know the name brand. They, then they, they, they work with us because they know the name brand. There's value in that in a long-term basis. And, and people remember, people buy Nike shoes because of the brand, and it has nothing to do with the Nike swoosh. You know, People buy the Nike brand because it stands for excellence, and it stands for achievement, and it stands for reaching, reaching your potential. 
And that's what the Nike brand you know, really truly means. And it doesn't matter if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're black, if you're white, if you're, you know, you're gay or straight. It doesn't really matter. Every single person has the ability to reach their uh, potential, and we're here to help you do that. Does a tagline matter? Tagline does help. Okay, so tagline really does because it's a catchphrase. You know, my tagline is stop being a commodity, start being a brand worth loving. And it's it allows people to have something to sit there and say, okay, I get what he's trying to do. I get where the value is. And, and the shorter it is, the better. The more it's memorable, the better. The more you can tell a story, the better. I tell people, get rid of the vision and mission statements. Oh. You know, your vision and mission statements, those six wonderful words that you agonize over, excellence, you know, this and that and everything, nobody remembers them. Yeah. Nobody can tell you the order. Nobody can tell you what they are. No, very few people can tell you what you mean by it. But if you have a brand story and your brand story tells you, this is where I was, this is where I am, this is where I'm going, these are my goals, these are where I stand for, these are the type of clients that I serve, and this is why I'm valuable to them, not only can you tell it, your employees can tell it. Your employees can tell it to your customers and your customers can retell it. So if you can create a brand story that's simple, it's unique, and it's compelling, People will tell that story and say, you know what? I just saw Justin. He was an amazing chiropractor. You know what? He allowed me to do this. It was it was a, a simple adjustment. It was pain-free. And you know what? I trust him. And with that, your story is being told to others. Mm. And your brand is being, you know, is being built. Like once you go through the book, you might have like You're all over the place. As you can see, I, when I talk, sometimes I'm just kind of all over the place, and then I finally try to sure. circle back. Yeah. So it's one of those things I probably should take a class or something. <laughs> But uh, you can do a 10-minute video. You know, you can yes. just maybe record yourself, not polish, just kind of work yourself through it, whether that's, you know, some people just prefer to typing. You can type it. I don't care. Go through yeah. it. Write it all down. Cut it in half. Cut it in half. Are we? Yeah. Is the goal to kind of get it under a minute, under 30 seconds, under 10 seconds so that you can portray it fast It's not being able to portray it fast. It's being able to portray it well. Okay. And the thing is, is that most people have, you know, I mean, they say that people have a, a, a less attention span than goldfish today, which is like eight seconds. Yeah. If you can create videos that are a minute to 90 seconds, that's where you need to be. If you can create a series of videos, people will listen to 10 different 90-second videos, they won't want to listen to a 13, 15-minute video. Which means you could like, just edit your video. Shoot, which shoot a lunch. lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people a lot of people do that. A lot of people create – like I have a, I have a talk that's, that's over an hour. And what I've done is I've cut it down to somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 different three-minute videos. Mm. So I can send out the three-minute videos as clips – that talk to, uh, talk to different pieces. And if I can do that, it allows me to be able to add value. That makes sense. Okay. That's a big important piece right there is what do you think your customers are going to do? They're yeah. not going to sit there for 30 minutes. This ain't friends. It's like our video today. People watch bits and pieces of it. And some people watch the whole thing and some people watch the first five minutes and some people will, will fast forward through and some people will watch it at, at, at a minute and a half, uh, 1.5 or two, 
you know, two times speed and said there, oh, that sounds interesting. Slow it down, listen to five minutes and, and speed it up again. You know, different people will digest information differently. It's true. And it's, it's understanding that and building information in chunks so you can give it to people in ways that they can digest. Okay. It's called eating the – how do you eat an elephant? You eat it in a lot of small, small bits. That's right. You know, you, nobody eats the elephant in one big bite. Yeah. You, you, know, you, you eat it in small little bites. I like that. That's important to remember. What's something that we can do over the weekend that can make a big difference, say, Monday and Tuesday? I think the best thing you can do over the weekend is plan out a social media calendar. And, you know, with 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 doctors, I would assume that LinkedIn is probably a, a good you know thing is pos- possibly Facebook, depending where you are in the world. And you need to sit there and say, what type of doctor am I? What am I selling? What's my value? Who's my audience? Where are they? And create a series of social media pieces that speak to thought process. Put yourself in a position of being a thought leader. You know, I've got 21 different one, you know, one pagers that are just 12 or 15 word uh, quotes. And they're, they're 12 or 15 word quotes that I've got 21 of these things. And I've got them loaded up on something called social jukebox. And they just, they just get sent out on social media on a random basis. And that way, people are constantly getting new information from you. And it's thought-provoking. And it's got your website at the bottom. And it's got a way for people to get back in touch with you. And it could be hints for healthy living. You know, it could be, you know, you know, sp- you know spine safety. It could be, you know, there could, there could be all sorts of different things that you can do and just little tidbits that you can give people that are just quick hits that allow people to have something that they can say, oh, wait a second, I could just got this tip. That's a great tip. Okay. And then they go looking for your website. Top five, low back exercises, but you split people each love, one up. People love top fives. People love, you know, top tens. People like, you know, one, one big great idea. You know, there's, there's all those type of things. And if you can, if you can create yourself as a thought leader, 98% of people in your profession probably don't do that. So that's a big, so that puts you, that puts you in 2%. Okay. So that's the yeah, biggest that, thing that, is you're saying differentiates. Is tips. Tips could be really good. Educating, not dumb ways like the quadratus lumborum muscle, da, da, da. Now, that's probably not that great. But That's right. On the backswing of your golf, if you tuck your elbow in or whatever, I don't even know. I'm not whatever. a golfer. That could be something that people are like, oh, that was actually valuable. And you said if, it's your, if you've thought about what kind of people are you looking for, obviously you said niche down. You know, looking at your personality, your personality is going to come through on how you write and how you video. And then you're presenting on topics that you actually want to treat more. And you can post these in a runner's group or that's right. You'll gravitate towards these people. Whatever. I mean, the golfers, I mean, the golfer one is a perfect example. If you could come up with 21 minute talks on different ways to, you know, for golfers to stretch before or afterwards or how, you know, back maintenance or whatever. You know, and have those things go out on a on a on a regular basis, like one one a week or one every two weeks or whatever. You know, so that way they go out, so they're not being inundated by them, but they're getting them on a re- regular drip format. You know, that's valuable too. And if you have a newsletter, add them to your newsletter. Ah, we're talking about repurposing here. 
absolutely, you got to repurpose. Because the thing is, is there's no point creating content and only using it in one place. Repurpose it, reuse it, give give people some some reasons why they should you know come back and use it over and over and over again. Okay, who would you say is uh, some of your biggest influences when you're creating this stuff? You know, there's there's some some great people. I mean, the number one influencer that I have is Seth Godin, Ooh. and you know, and Seth Seth is amazing. Seth has written over seven thousand daily blog posts in a row. Isn't that crazy? He just, I just, I know. It's just every day you can go to SethGodin.com, G-O-D-I-N, S-E-T-H-G-O-D-I-N.com, and you can sign up for his daily newsletter. And that's my breakfast. Every morning, you know, before I start my day, I read his daily blog. And, you know, some days it's 30 words and some days it's half a page. You know, and there's there's days I throw away and there's days that I save and there's days that I, you know, that I repurpose and I, I send out to other people. You know, like everything else, nobody can have gold 7,000 days in a row. No. But the majority of the stuff that he puts out is gold. And it, it gets you thinking it's, you know, it's productive and it, it gets people thinking about things different ways. Um, you know, I really like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, you know VaynerMedia. Yeah. Uh, Gary is harsh. He's brash. He's in your face. But his viewpoint is don't market like me. Take, huh. don't, don't be me. Don't be Seth Godin. Don't be Richard Branson. Don't be, be you, you know, take a little bit of me, take some ideas that you like of me, incorporate it in with who you are and make it your own. Mm. And that's what it is. It's, is if you try to be somebody else, you're being inauthentic, you know, take ideas from other people, make it your own, incorporate it in with your own thought process and, re and do look at it that way. But don't try to do things exactly like, you know, Richard Branson or Gary Vaynerchuk or Seth Godin or God knows who else out there because, or Bezos or whoever, because you're not them. You know, you're not them. So be you and market like you and communicate like you and talk like you and think like you. Because in the end, that's who people are coming back to. They're not coming back to Richard Branson or Seth Godin or Jeff Bezos or, or you know, right. Mark you know, Zuckerberg or whoever. They're coming back to you. So they want to make sure that in the end, it sounds and thinks like you. And even if you think yourself is boring, you have yep. friends. People that's like right. you. And if those more people like that, you just didn't know where to find them. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I'd much rather have a smaller, dedicated army of people that like me than 10,000 people that are hangers-on, you know, that don't find mm -hmm. me valuable. I mean, it's it's the thing, it's the social media thing. You have to have 100,000 likes and 200,000 followers to be somebody. Ridiculous. You know what? Yeah. There's a lot of people I know that are really powerful, that have really good thoughts going on and, you know, and have uh, 500, 1,000, 2,000 people that follow them on social media that do incredible things. And those people that, that are following them are engaged. They're commenting. They're not just the liking things. They're commenting. And they're commenting on the comments. And they're talking amongst themselves in the comments. And that's when you know you've built an army. And those are the people that you want to go to war with. You can leverage a engaged 5,000 person crowd way better than a 50,000 crowd who barely likes your yeah. stuff. Like, especially if you, in advertising, 
yeah, you got 50,000, but they're not engaged. I'm not going to pay you as exactly. much. Like, Better to have 5,000 people that love you. I've got, I've got a couple questions, but where can people find out more information about you? Any, you yeah. know, I think you mentioned a free chapter yeah. of a book. Uh, what, give us that okay, information. The best quick. place to find me is yourbrandmarketing.com. That's the repository of everything. If you go under my author section, there's a free chapter of the book. Uh, if you go under my speaking section, you can get all the information. If you ever want me to come out and, and be a keynote speaker, or deliver workshops for you. Um, if you want to find out about my webcast, you know, it's in there as well. So yourbrandmarketing.com is a repository for all that information. And where do you see yourself in five years? What's going on? What's the big you know, thing? In, in five years' time, I see myself working with larger corporations. I mean, I work with mid-level size companies now, but the companies that I go after are companies that are strategic, that are growing, that are looking for ways that they can move the needle. I'm, I'm looking for companies that, that are sitting there going, you know what? What we've done in the past isn't working anymore. The, the message that we have just doesn't do it anymore, but we don't know why. And I want to mm -hmm. be the person that can come in and help them figure out their why and help get people back on track and help people be successful. And that's my goal. The, the money will come and the money will go. You know, For me, it's being able to sit there and say, can I help companies and individuals be successful and be able to move the needle and be influential within their marketplace? And if I can do that, you know what? I've done my job and people will pay me to do that. Because a lot of the stuff we're talking about today, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You got to craft your message. You're going to hone it in. It's going to be pretty crappy probably at first. <laughs> and then once you get through it especially if you're doing it on your own if you're if you're hiring somebody like yourself it's going to be a lot faster it's going to look a lot more polished um and then you got to get the message yeah. out there and that's the part that we all struggle with implementation consistency uh having somebody hold your feet to the fire hey man you didn't put out that video this week like you said you were what's going mm -hmm. on you know this is how you're going to grow it but if you don't do it you know if the people don't know your website's around they're not going to see what's how cool it is and and you're not going to be able to present That's yourself. That's right. It's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking. Well, as I said, okay. a brand is who you are. It's a story that people tell when you're not in the room. Your marketing is getting people to understand your value in a long-term basis. So when they need you, they come and find you. Advertising is, I need somebody to buy what I'm doing right now. You know, so it's, it's looking at how do the three of those things work together to be able to fulfill your short-term and your long-term needs. Is there anything that you feel like you'd like to talk about that you're really passionate about that I forgot to ask or didn't ask or any kind of piece that you want to cover? Well, you know, here it is, is, is. The things that I'm passionate about is education and mentoring. And that's why I wrote the book. The reason I wrote the book is because I want people to be able to communicate their value more effectively. And if you can communicate more effectively who you are, what you do, why you do it, whether it be personally or as a brand, you can differentiate yourself. And that's what I'm looking to do. And I'm looking for companies that want to utilize my book to be able to give out both to employees and also to customers to be able to, you know, to be able to cement relationships and add knowledge. And I want to talk to universities that can utilize my book to be able to make the students better. Because students learn subjects, but
but they don't learn how to communicate their own value. And that's what my mission and my goals are, is to be able to get people to get to that next level where they can understand who they are and why people should care about them. So you could you could be implemented into like some of these schools, because some of the schools that I know of uh, for professionals, we take a business class. Now, you know, ba- basically, it's maybe how do you create a, a business yeah. plan for banks? There's not much going on in that. So someone who teaches that class could say, hey, we're going to have an assignment. This is important. Here's this guy, Baker. He's got this book. We're going to work through it together. And when you come out the other end, you'll at least have a working idea with no experience as an actual doctor in the real world. But basically, you'll figure out who you are and you can have a plan. So when you get out there, you're not starting from nothing and just kind of flinging around. And the next 60 to 90 days, I will have an online course for the powerful personal Ooh. brands. So there will be an online course. If you if you check back in my on my website in the next 60 to 90 days, there will be an online course that people can take on personal branding and also on about building your own corporate brand. So we're talking November-ish 2018. Right. Okay. Man, that's fantastic. I'm trying to think, well, any uh, any favorite websites, phone apps, favorite books, anything like that that we could uh, learn something from you? You know what? A friend of mine just wrote a book, and it's called Walking on the Glass Floor, and it's all about women entrepreneurs. And you know, this year Ooh. being the year of the woman, her name is Judy Hoberman, and she wrote a book called Walking on the Glass Floor. And I think that that's a, that's a great you know that's a great book for you know that most people will never hear of unless they're on your show. And uh, I think that it's a it's a book that I think that everybody's going to enjoy. Very cool, Ben Baker. This has been fantastic on my end. I think um, it should be inspiring or at least encouraging for people to like, okay, I've been procrastinating. <laughs> I need to do it. Pull the trigger. Your book will be out by the time your show comes out. Absolutely. So look on it. Amazon, I'm assuming? Amazon. Absolutely. It'll be Amazon everywhere. So people can, people can order it through their local Amazon. Just look for powerful personal brands on Amazon. If you get a black cover with orange and blue on it, you know you found it. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. And again, the website is yourbrandmarketing.com. I'd like to tell you about a special deal we're doing right now. If you're listening to this months or years from right now, just contact me. Maybe we can still offer this for you. But what it is, the acupuncture no needle book. We're doing some bonuses for the same cost of the book. Not only do you get a one-hour, one-on-one coaching session, but I will actually throw in the probe and the ear seeds, which I already like to do. But the big thing is you're going to get the electric acupuncture pin for no extra cost. The electric acupuncture pin actually helps you find the acupuncture points that you need to stimulate. And because it's kind of like a muscle stem, but with a special tip, you're going to get far superior results. Definitely go to needlelessacupuncture.net and check that out. Also, uh, the first book, Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health. You know, we're talking tips from China. We're talking 10 plus years experience as a chiropractor, answering patients' questions day in and day out, blueprints that I personally use to lose weight, not eat so much, and also keep my finances in order. It's something that I'm passionate about. That's why I wrote the book. It's over 200 pages, 40-something chapters. Uh, Again, offering a bonus for this one as well, a one-on-one coaching call for one hour at no extra cost. We got t-shirts, some uh, different state pride, some chiropractic t-shirts. If you got any ideas, let me know. I can maybe design up something and make it available for everybody. Follow us on uh, social media because there are a lot of sales that go on with these shirts. Let you know if you write a review, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, 
let me know. Send me an email. And every month, I can raffle off one prize. The prize is to be determined, but we can do that. Also, if you check underneath the resources page on adoptersperspective.net, you'll see all our affiliate links, which we get a little kickback for. And then, of course, on every show note page, we have Amazon links for the books that people have mentioned and any other types of products. So if you click that, Amazon pays us a little bit. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can buy the host a cup of coffee on the PayPal button on the website. And remember, listen, critically think about it, and implement it into your practice. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share it across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trostclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.